0: Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture.
1: Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you got to let it out. Let's scream about it together.
0: Hello, Megan. Hello, Giselle. It's good to be back. After me- I know. After many technical difficulties and days, we are back.
1: We're back. We're back. Did you miss us? I, I think people missed us.
0: I think people definitely missed us. We we had some some retroactive streams last week. Yeah. People missed us, so they went to go stream episodes they missed, I which think... is important. You have to make sure you're up to date.
1: I know, because then you can't be with us and ask us a question about something that happened in pop culture and then also have to be like, well, didn't you listen to this episode of the podcast? Because that would be embarrassing for you.
0: Embarrassing for you.
1: <laughs> Not <Exactly>. for us. <laughs> <laughs> and of course,
0: in true Megan Giselle fashion, we were together quite literally every day this weekend, yes. um, but didn't, didn't record in person.
1: No, no, we didn't. Um, and so now we are on, not Zoom, but Google Hangouts, because for some reason, Zoom decided that I could hear Giselle, and I could hear myself, but Giselle couldn't hear me. So uh, so we are taking the pod to Google Hangouts today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, I can already sense Google Hangouts is going to give us some struggles, but we're going to roll with the punches that have been presented to us. Because you know what? I woke up in a good mood today.
1: I love that for you. I love that so much.
0: And it's rare on a Monday. You know I've been struggling on my Mondays. I mean, Mondays are just so, so
1: hard. But as we talked about, um, I read an article in the New York Times this morning about how working from your bed can actually be really beneficial. Um, and should yeah. not be should not be looked down upon as lazy. So you know, I appreciate the New York Times allowing me to live my truth on this Monday. Um, and I'm so happy that I agree. Monday,
0: amazing. Oh my god! Thank you, Megan. You're so welcome. Well, <laughs> screamies, screamers, and the like.
1: Shall we dig into our five this week? Yeah, I think so. I think I think the people are ready for for okay. Some so, basically,
0: number five was something that we all saw coming. Quite candidly, I didn't think I saw it coming this soon. Um, and that is Dale and Claire of Bachelorette fame have broken, broken up. up. And I have a th- I have a whole theory on this. Like, a PR, a PR woman's inside knowledge.
1: Oh, spill the tea.
0: Okay. So, my theory about this whole thing was, like, basically all of us knew, like, from the outside looking in, that Dale was just not that into Claire. Like, it was obvious. Like, obviously obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, Claire. But you knew, you knew him for maybe a total of 72 hours before you decided to fuck every other man on that show and that you were in love with Dale. So, whatever. So, we all knew. And But, like, I feel like Dale looked himself in the mirror on the night Chris Harrison presented him with the ring and was like, Dale, you have two options here. You can either say no to this woman you don't like and live your own life and be happy, or... You can trade your your sanity, possibly for millions of Instagram followers and brand deals. and Dale chose the latter, Dale chose the latter. Um, and his publicist that day told him he had a ticking time bomb. and that time bomb went off last week. So what I think happened, the way that the rollout came, was that we got I got my people notification, of course, yep. saying that like, Dale and Claire have broke or have have decided to take a break was the first. Uh, was the first e-news alert. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was only an alert, like only a message from Dale saying that he and Claire had decided to mutually split apart because they're very busy, things are happening in their lives, they can't really be together and accomplish their dreams. Um, <laughs> but we have we have to remember this important detail that only Dale posted on his Instagram and Instagram story, and the only person's perspective from that first article was Dale. So, what I think happened, and it was an exclusive with E! News. Yeah. So, Dale's publicist fully blindsided Claire and Claire's publicist. I don't think they knew what was happening because usually with these Bachelor things, like if we remember our most recent breakup of Garrett and Becca, they both had the same exact thing on their stories and their feeds, and like it was very much like a joint thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dale was just like, fuck it, I'm done, and this publicist was like, cool. I'm going to get ahead of it. I'll pitch E! News. this exclusive. It'll go live. And I feel like he was like, this is the time and the place. Cause it was like 4 PM. It was like a random ass time. I was like, Dale, you've got this amount of time to tell Claire because it's going live. I have my E! News story. And so I'm guessing truly at like 3 PM, Dale probably texted, called, maybe texted Claire and was like, we're through. So then we have radio silence from Claire for like two days. And then finally... She posts her Instagram being like, I'm heartbroken. And then the next story comes out and it's an exclusive coming from Claire's publicist basically saying that Dale cheated. So I think because Claire and Claire's publicist had no reaction on the first day, they were fully blindsided by this news. And Claire and Claire's publicist had to have an emergency meeting to create their story, which was the next story that came out that Dale cheated with that one real estate woman. Boom.
1: I mean, what else is there left to say? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the whole thing is incredibly messy. Um, the Dale, like you said, the Dale statement came out. He posted it on his feed, and then he deleted it or archived it, and posted it on his story, and then it got um, re- it reappeared on a- on his feed. So he obviously was archiving it and unarchiving it, and archiving it and unarchiving it. Um, the mess for for whatever reason i guess obviously claire was like what the fuck you know like when did we you know we just broke oh, yeah. up with me um so so yeah and and her her statement was like talking you know like she really was like not holding like no holds barred basically which like obviously claire was more invested in this relationship than dale was from the beginning we knew this everybody knew this even Claire I'm sure knew this and understood this somewhere deep down inside her crazy brain um but I just really have no no tolerance for her anymore like like you're a grown woman like grow up um I just think I think that she was really difficult to deal with I hate saying that you know I hate being like this is the woman obviously Dale is not you know the best this like stand-up man who wanted to get married like obviously he wanted to go on the show for Instagram followers and I think that they did have like some sort of a connection but like Claire really deluded herself into thinking that this was gonna happen after 10 days um it is very sad because her mom is like dying but yes. also that's she not was really instagrams
0: <laughs> with Dale like so recently like truly like three days before their breakup she was posting instagram photos with Dale yeah
1: so um it's yeah, this, this, uh, our relationship was not perfect, but I can say that I was genuinely invested with all of my heart. I may not have all the answers, but I do know this. I will continue to show up, stand by my word, and be committed to love. Exo, Claire. It's like, Claire, enough. Enough.
0: Enough! Like, and also it's just like, Claire, like, And it's how I feel about every girl on Mad James season, basically. I'm like, everyone is there for Instagram followers. Everyone's there to be in the Bachelor machine where they get a fucking podcast and they get Sugar Bear hair and FabFitFun sponsorships. And they, like, get you to make money off of it. Like, Dale was fully in it for that. Like, I just... Like, he's hot. Yeah, we know. But I just feel like she... Like, obviously, like, if you fall for someone, whatever. But, like, come on, girl. Like,
1: Dale was a clown and you... Needed to see it. Yeah, I mean, she really played herself. It, it sucks. It really sucks because I think, you know, she had a great group of guys there. Obviously, from the reaction to Tasha, I mean, we've talked about this a hundred times. Those guys loved Tasha. They were so happy to have oh, her yeah. there because after Claire just decided, from the minute she met Dale, that she just met her husband and decided she had no time for any other guy. um they all felt obviously very neglected. Their egos were a little bruised, but Taisha came in and obviously was very gracious and, you know, gave her time to them. And it was a completely different experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Claire and Dale. I think I did say they would make it through the holidays and then they would call it quits. So so I do think that I got the timing right on that. Um, but just the fact that they were like away together, I think they went to like San Diego or something and they were staying at this like gorgeous yeah. front house a couple weeks ago. not even like last week or whatever it's just it's just crazy it's nuts and and the, this I know. happens I'm like, so much with these bachelor relationships where it's like one day they're on Instagram posting like everything's fine and then the next second they're like unfollowing each other. So, I, I, you know, I just... I know. I'm, like, back on my, like,
0: bachelor annoyance train. I was, like, at a high with Tayshia because I love Tayshia. And then now I'm, like, I hate Matt James. So it's so hard for me, like, to watch it. Because I just feel like there's, like, obviously he's annoying. But then, like, all the social implications of, like, choosing Matt James and him being on that show. And, like, also, like, in the first episode, him, like, basically shooting on black women. I'm, like, it's just so much. But... Hopefully, I mean, like the thing is, like I saw lots of people being like, "I'm watching this season because the women are like wild," but also like we don't want ratings to go down because we want another like
1: man of color to be the bachelor soon.
0: Well, they were so, already we'll down. They were already down
1: for the first episode, so I don't know how they've been doing since. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm watching. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, I know just you're don't watching. think I don't think that he is. <laughs> forgive me if I sound like I'm in a Victorian novel, like the marrying type. Like, I just don't – I yeah. can't imagine him married and, like, having children and, like, living and, you know, like, settling down at least anytime soon. So so this just all feels a little pointless, um, especially based on, like, his yeah, Instagram and presence these days. That was also, like, I remember when we
0: were originally talking about Matt James, like, in the middle, we were saying – people were saying that, like, this season is just, like, it's, it's not that great just because, like, Matt doesn't know what – the show is like he's never been on it so he doesn't actually get it but also agreed like i just feel like matt is still trying to like fucking party it up with tyler c so like i don't know we'll see we'll maybe i'll tune back in and get back into it i think i probably should just for you know to critique it yeah
1: gotta gotta watch to have an opinion (laughs) true um but yeah i guess that was our that was our
0: bachelorette and Bachelor Update, other than, like, obviously I'm obsessed with Taysha and, and Zach. That's never going to change. Oh,
1: they're so sweet. Also, I just got a, um, I just opened my Instagram, and, like, when I was looking at Dale's Instagram, and the first thing that came up, I follow this Bachelor T account. Love T. And tea. Hannah Brown has a new boyfriend. Not that we really care about her, but he's kind of hot. Oh, of course she does! What is, um, I mean, is he, is he white? He is out and about in L.A. Masks, chin straps. Um, I don't know. Not chin straps, Hannah. Adam Woolard. He's in sales slash PR at Greg Lauren. And he's also a meditation slash lifestyle coach. Anyway, that's that's all that I have to say about that. But but yeah, I mean.
0: Hannah needs to know she's truly on thin ice, but I guess a Hannah, a Hannah Brown
1: resurgence
0: is is for another
1: day. I thought we were, I thought she was at the bottom of the lake, but okay. I guess she's on thin ice.
0: <laughs> I mean, she. in my opinion, she totally is. I'm just like, you know, like in 2021, I'm trying to spend more time not, you know, hating on these women who are foolish, who are, you know, these white feminists. I'm trying to, you know, not allow them to take up time and energy in my brain. I
1: mean, I I do. I love that. I think that's a great, great plan.
0: (laughs) I don't trust them and I think they're bad, but like, whatever. (laughs) There's many more women
1: doing amazing things that we should celebrate. Let's celebrate that. Well, hello. Let's celebrate that indeed. Um, But we're not yet because our number four is not about a woman well it's about women but it's about a man being trash being evil being horrible um, we wanted to give a little army update army hammer I that mean, is this is because this is really chaotic because we took a week off and there were a lot more developments about um, his you know occupation as a cannibal um <laughs> that it's happened occupation. since I, I don't know I occupation isn't the right word what is it it's like pastime headspace I think people are trying to call it a fetish but
0: then I think the fetish community is kind of like we reject that so I don't well, actually know what I do
1: it. think and this is something interesting about the whole thing and like obviously like number one like he's based on the collection of information if it's all allegedly true He's an abuser, and so, like, we do not – 100 You all know, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that we do not condone that. We absolutely no. are not on board with that, and we condemn it. So, say, yes, with do. that being said, I do think that there was, like, before kind of the accusations came out that were, like, a lot more abusive, dark, like, where it was just, like, the messages of him saying, like, I am an, 100% a cannibal – you know, there were a lot of reactions to it that were like, okay, like let's not like shame people for their like fetishes and things like that. So there was that initial yeah. wave of reaction, which like obviously like yeah, we're not gonna shame people for, you know, whatever. But but yeah, it's been it's been a wild roller coaster ride. I mean, more and more people have just been coming forward. I feel like I I've gotten all of them mixed up in my head. Um, there's been statements. I feel like it's every day. Yeah, there's been statements from. Elizabeth Chambers' friends, A.K.A. her publicist, and a few different magazines, you know, saying about how she believes the the women, and and she can't imagine what a monster he is, and all these things. And there's the Miss Cayman story where mm-hmm. his finsta was found somehow. Why, as a celebrity, you would have a finsta where you post all of this crazy shit it's just, it's is just beyond really me. Um, where he tagged a woman, or you know didn't tag her like posted a photo of a woman i don't know in some sort of compromising position and and the caption referred to her as miss cayman and the cayman islands where army hammer is from had to come out and be like oh no 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 no, you can't call her miss cayman because you can't insinuate that she is the literal miss cayman like the beauty passion queen
0: miss
1: right. <laughs> cayman so he had to come out and apologize for that which is more than he's apologized for anything else He's just been in deny, deny, deny mode, which I think is the absolute wrong way to go. But also, I'm not his publicist, so...
0: Yeah, I definitely think that we were kind of talking about this a little bit yesterday, but, like, there's definitely more wrong with this man than just, like, his very, very problematic sexual preferences. Like, I mean, even the way he's handling it, his publicist handling it, like, the way he just exists in the world, like, it's extremely scary. And I think he needs to, you know, get help for a lot of different things. Absolutely. Uh, also be condemned, as you said, for a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, as always, like, the reason we have this podcast is because we like to talk about the intersection of how popular culture actually intersects culture. And, like, once again, this is just, like, another portrayal of, like, white men doing terrible things and like actually the terrible thing continues on for many many days weeks months and like nothing's actually happening though yeah like like I get it like I understand that like as a community we are like condemning him and like things are bad and like we are saying it's bad but I'm like I fully believe that in Army Hammer will have a redemption tour soon he will say he's going to rehab he will say he's getting help He will say all these things and then we'll see him and fucking call me by your name too. Like, I, I just believe that this is like actually not going to, if it, if the alleged things are true, I just feel like, I mean, it's going to be quickly buried and it's like, let's actually condemn trash men for being trash men. Like, what did we We were on the train and I feel like we are veering away. But like, let's stay. The mission is still clear. Yeah. I mean, the the mission, the mission still needs to be aligned. Yeah. This
1: this tactic of his feels very, you know, like 2005 to 2010 rather than like the past decade, maybe not even a decade, maybe the past five years of kind of reckonings that have happened where people have actually been held accountable for their actions, which we love to see. Um, But it feels like this deny, deny tactic and this kind of ignore, ignore and and kind of disappear for a little while and then come back and be like, I'm better. I worked on myself like I was in a dark place. I was on drugs. I was doing this. And like, obviously, all of that is, of course, probably true. But it it just sucks. It sucks that like because and, and this is something that we've talked about, too, is that like somehow if it's just like not a huge expose written by Ronan Farrow in The New York Times, it doesn't count, you know, or it doesn't matter. And oh it's my like, God. obviously, I like, mean, if there are no legal charges brought up, then he doesn't actually face face retribution for any, like, sort of abuse. I mean, there is a, a black woman, I believe, who he was, you know, who was one of the pers- people who called him out, and basically, like, she had to go private on Instagram because people were sending her death threats and, like, race, sending her racist remarks and things oh, like that because men, this she is... was, like, so, like, this isn't just you know, in the past, and these women are in therapy now, like, this is, like, still shit that is affecting their lives today, and it's, like, so fucked. Oh, my God, 100%. And I
0: think, like, obviously we can play it, like, we can really chat about, like, the white male privilege of it all, but, like, let's really dig into the male privilege of this. Like, how many, how one, two, three months ago we were talking about how Megan Thee Stallion got fucking shot, and I know we're not talking about him, but just to, you know, reference, Tory Lanez, like, is still not being convicted, is still making music, is still... like, collabing with other rappers who are supposed to be, like, Megan The Stallion's people. Like, yeah, say it, just, Giselle. It's,
1: it's Baby. You can say
0: it. Baby. Fuck DaBaby. Baby. Like, we <laughs> really need, like, let's really dig into the tea. Like, I just feel like there was such, as you said, Meg, clearly, like, there was such a wave, obviously, when it came to, like, the Me Too movement that was, like, really holding these men accountable for their actions. And I just feel like, which, I mean, It's different, but like kind of what like I think where people experience this burnout and then they decide that it's not relevant anymore, which like obviously is my biggest fear about the current like wave in the Black Lives Matter movement. Like people already experience burnout and I'm like, no, y'all, like let's really keep it going. Like Army Hammer, Tory Lanez, these men need to be fucking held accountable for their actions. Like I I feel like in my own personal life, like just different people, these things are happening. but I'm like, if we as a community, if we as women allow these men to continue to do this like it's gonna keep happening like if we don't fucking all stand up against it like and i know it's not just us as women our our jobs but like there's a lot of women who like have internalized misogyny that are like well they probably chose it and i'm like let's not though let's not do that um and i just feel like i just want these men to be held accountable and it just like sucks obviously it's like these people taint things you love like why did he have to be in Call Me by Your Name? It's so upsetting. But like, also like, RB Hammer. Like, if 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 I mean, I don't know. I feel like Luca's a good person, but like, if they choose to put him in Call Me by Your Name too, like, I'm not supporting that shit. Yeah. Like, that's what we have to do. I like, mean, it's like it's know. like what
1: happened with the freaking. And I mean, not to bring her up. I mean, geez, we're just bringing up every problematic person we've ever talked about. But <laughs> you know, the the Fantastic Beasts franchise with Johnny Depp. It was un, It was not totally. until he was in court over it getting charged with things, that they fired him and replaced him. So it is is—it totally. is truly just, and I mean, like you talked about burnout. It's the same thing with like, we're going to get into it, but like the fact that we just had a huge transition of power in the government in this country, and it's like so many people who have been like maybe radicalized by the last four years, you know, I feel like myself included in a lot of ways – you know, can't like take. It's like t- such a stupid metaphor, but like taking your foot off the gas with the Me Too movement, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with holding yeah. the government accountable, and like being aware of things that are happening in our country, and and making sure that we're like, you know, contributing to making sure that bad things don't happen. People get burnout, and they just are like, oh, well, like now I don't have to do anything because Donald Trump isn't president anymore, or whatever, or like we got all the bad men that were raping women in Hollywood. It's like no so yeah
0: (laughs) so so that's how we feel about the army hammer situation yeah I mean I think a lot of people who listen feel similarly to us it's just like every day every week it's something and like you I'm like let's fucking hold like let's do something
1: about it Hollywood like let's fucking do something about it you say you're changing so let's change and it's like even the movie like he was supposed to be in the movie with J-Lo And he dropped out and he released his own statement saying, I can't in good conscience leave my kids to go to the Dominican Republic for whatever, Mm. however many months. And it's like, you were away from your kids for the entire pandemic. You had to be shamed into coming back to the Cayman Islands to see them. Doing all this nonsense. But it's like, like, I mean, but truly, but but why couldn't the studio just say, no, we fired him because of these accusations, because we do not hire abusers. Like, why can you not just say that? It's so it's not stupid. Hard. It's like, literally, this not. Latest, hard. This latest headline from page six Army Hammer's ex, Paige Lorenz, claims he used knife branding, bruises to marker. Like, I'm sorry. This is not someone that anyone should be hiring or anyone should be, you know, absolutely actifying. not. I'll it's s- upsetting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nuts that he's only 34.
0: Oh my God! Isn't that
1: nuts? Why did I think he was older? Well, Elizabeth Chambers, I think, is a few years older than him. But like, yeah, I mean, he's only like eight years older than me.
0: Nuts. I, I'm like, I remember yesterday. I was like, the, imagine Elizabeth Chambers being the
1: heroine of this story. Like, truly. How like, did not that me, happen?
0: I, when they first a thing got it, I never thought I'd say. <laughs> remember
1: when they were get they announced they were getting a divorce, and we were like, he's totally divorcing her because she voted for she's going to vote for Trump. <laughs>
0: like literally not us being foolish not us not knowing I mean, i'm not the gonna foresight. apologize
1: to elizabeth chambers yet because no. i still do think maybe she's kind of problematic but also like good for you for getting away girl like seriously i agree it's so fucked. anyway enough of that let's talk about something enough! delightful
0: now on to something better WandaVision, WandaVision,
1: WandaVision.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the thing that has been bringing Meg and I the utmost joy the last two weeks is, of course, WandaVision. And if we would have had an episode last week, we would have talked about the first two episodes. But I mean, even better, we get to talk about the first three. Um, If you don't know, now you know, WandaVision is here. Meg and I have been waiting for so long for Disney Plus to bring us the um, TV series of the MCU, starting with WandaVision. And, I mean, I know Meg will give her a reaction as well, but I think, like, truly, when Meg and I watched the first two episodes, like, I we just both kept being like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, like, looking at each other because we watched it together. Um, it's
1: just fucking refreshing, my God. So great. It's so good. It's, it's, it is, like, exactly. It's like a breath of fresh air into our lives right now. I think it's, like, exactly what... People need it. Post election, post impeachment, post insurrection. It's just like one here. Like, thank you, God.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. But I yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's so smart, in my opinion. I think it's so smart. I I mean, obviously, Marvel's known for their, you know, Easter eggs and everything. There's so many of them to be uncovered. Um, I have appreciated TikTok in these, these weeks because I feel like everyone, like, I feel like me and you are like, oh my God, these Easter eggs. And then like you go on TikTok and everyone's talking about it. Um, I mean, Elizabeth Olsen.
1: Where's her Emmy? I want it. I want an Emmy for Elizabeth. (laughs) Let's, let's fucking give her the Emmy. Also Paul
0: Bettany. I feel like he's, he's doing great. I mean, everyone is, everyone is kind
1: of obsessed with him now because. Um, obviously, if you watch the Marvel movies and if you, you know about the MCU, um, Paul Bettany originally played was the voice of Jarvis, and then he was Vision. And so he was in full head-to-toe like, makeup. I don't know what it was, but he didn't look like himself. And now in this show, because it's kind of reminiscent of like the sitcoms of like the 50s and 60s, and it's moving through the decades, um, he gets to kind of be his human self. In much of it. Yeah. And I think people are uh simping over him a little bit.
0: Me included. I mean I was like wait. What? Did I not, am, am I a stan? Did I not know? Was I missing something? Yeah. Um No for sure. It's so I mean like also it's like two things. The first thing is like I'm obsessed with how many people who were not originally fans of the MCU watching this show, being utterly confused, but still loving it. Yes, we got texts Um, from, we got
1: texts from overseas (laughs) being like, can you help us? And we were like, absolutely, we can. We would be delighted to explain this show to you as much as we can.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, and I also just like, I mean, one thing that's that's interesting is like, even people, I was talking to Sean, who I mentioned, my friend Sean, who I mentioned a lot on this podcast, and he has seen all of the MCU movies, but even he was like a bit confused. And I was like, sometimes I forget like that I, and me and you exist in this like world where like, we know every single thing that has happened in the MCU and every Easter egg and how they correlate. And also we like keep up. I'm like, I do wonder, like, it's so interesting that so many new people are watching it, but like quite literally, like if you don't know what happened, like you don't know what's going on. Like even if you like missed some things, you weren't like super fan, like, why is Wanda there? What is happening? Who are all these people? Why are people why are things red? Why, like truly like I I mean it, it really is kind of crazy that they're amassing such a new audience over something that really is supposed to be like a treat for huge fans, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I mean,
1: I think that was something I saw in the early reviews before I had even seen it before we watched it. Um was that like it's really good, but and non-MCU fans, like, super fans, like, won't necessarily be super into it. But I do see a lot of people. I mean, like, I posted on my story on Friday that I was watching it, like, you know, just by myself, Friday night, watching WandaVision. And <laughs> yeah. um, and so many people responded that I didn't even know were, like, super into the MCU. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is really interesting that all these people are watching it. Um, I mean, and, yeah. and I mean, the recommendations that I gave um, when when we were asked, like, what movies should I watch to, like, kind of get a background? And it's like, okay, you can watch Avengers Age of Ultron, in which both Wanda and Vision are introduced. And then you can watch Captain America Civil War, which is the next one in which they both appear. But then it's just Infinity War, basically, which opens yeah. up a whole bag of worms of, like, you're not going to get anything else that's going on in Infinity War unless you've watched basically every other movie in the MCU. So so it yeah. gets really tricky. Um, but I'm really I glad think... that people are liking it. And, and I mean, like, I Me saw too. a lot of people being like, oh, it's so boring, it's so slow. Like, it's a slow burn, and it's really clever. And I think, I think people want the MCU. They want, like, a Black Widow. They want something that's, like, heart-stopping and everything and like I I think like this show like because of the way that it's really just kind of like it can be really measured and really slow for 15 minutes of the episode and then all of a sudden this one change in tone or whatever it is or look or you know sentence just like changes the whole vibe of the episode and it like kind of takes your breath away it's it's really 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 cool and well done I agree and I think like
0: I mean, Kevin Feige continuously being a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. <laughs> um, I think the, the move, because I think that Winter Soldier and Falcon was filmed actually earlier. It was ready earlier. It was but supposed I think to the, come out first. So, But I think the move to do WandaVision first was so smart because I think, as we've talked about, Meg, like, Winter Soldier and the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be very, I think, very typical Marvel action. Like super intense and I think like giving us something with this whole new world of like sh- like individual shows and doing something so different was such a smart move in my opinion like I think that's why like people wanted something new and like that's why it's amassing so many new people because it's like I think people were like oh I'll watch this Marvel show and they were like wait what okay and now it's gonna force people who care enough to like go back and watch things I think if they would have started with Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier like obviously we would be fucking lit because we are fucking lit but like Mimi would never sit down and watch that no you know what I totally mean?
1: yeah and like it it is interesting because I know like this is like a full rebuild of this whole thing like they're yeah. talking about like they're gonna do Avengers stuff again like where they all come together but that's not really gonna happen for a while so these individual things really need to stand alone on their own and really hold up like, something like Shang-Chi, something like The Eternals, like, is so just, like, not not the mainstream um, popular comics, even. So, like, if they can make these things successful, then, like, I mean, it's like, so- and we talk about the other side of it where we hate that Disney is just owning the world, but also we fucking love this shit, so. No, I think it's definitely, you're so right, like, it's, it's
0: kind of what Star Wars did with, like, The Mandalorian. It was like, can this thing stand on its own and, like, be a real thing. And I think, like, that's kind of what, like, you were saying Disney's doing. It's, like, can they actually create a world and, like, an Avengers and MCU that does not hinge upon Captain America and Iron Man? Like, they've built something amazing and, like, Endgame was huge. But, like, how are they going to make us love characters as much as we fucking loved those? Exactly. and, And I think they, like, should, honestly, like, whatever. Kevin Feige has his own plans and, like... Kevin or was the Fav- John Favreau whatever his name is but like I think they should not bring, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans back. Like don't do it. Like allow us to literally fall in love with new characters. Allow us to like allow fucking Captain Marvel to like be Captain Marvel. Like allow us to enter this new phase. Like I think if they keep trying to bring past that the first phase or like you know the first mm-hmm. three or four three phases in like it's just gonna fuck it all up. Like yeah. they have to create a new world to stand on its own with like obviously odes to the old world but like I do think they need to do that in order to like actually make this thing sustainable
1: 100% I, knew, I do know that Robert Downey Jr. is in Black Widow but it's a flashback yeah and there that's... was the rumor the other day that came out that Chris Evans was signing a deal to return and then he tweeted that it was news to him but that could also still be yeah. true I mean I think if it If it comes in, I mean, not to get into this, but if it comes in, like, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, then that's fine. But, like, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think it's, like, all about building these new characters and and giving, like, and giving new, like, filmmakers and stuff a chance to, like, really, you know. Like, someone like Chloe Zhao directing Eternals, she has one of the most talked-about movies of the year that's, like, going to be up for Oscars, Nomadland. Like, that's so cool. Like, that's cool to do that. And, like, yeah. And... Yeah, (laughs) I have nothing else to say. I mean, (laughs) it's great. No, 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 I agree. I mean,
0: us just being like Marvel nerds, but like it really is cool. I just I'm excited for the future. I think every Marvel fan is excited for the future. I mean, yeah, we just we have so much to look forward to this year and we will obviously be along for the ride. I mean, who knows? Maybe we, we always talk about this, but maybe we should do like a full WandaVision episode once it's done
1: yeah I would love that that would be great
0: but yeah I mean hi WandaVision WandaVision. Um, if you guys are watching if you folks are watching definitely let us know what you think if you're a new fan, an old fan, if you have uh, questions. a mediocre fan, if you have questions, well, maybe, we, maybe we'll do a live. I don't know. Um, but no, we like... It, also, like, if you have friends that like it, like, make them listen to our podcast. Like, tell them to join the fam. We talk about Marvel all the time, especially now this year we will. Um, so yes, love WandaVision. Um, and I guess now we transition into something else Disney-esque, but, <laughs> you know not as not as exciting i guess
1: i mean the thing is and this is something that we posted on our instagram just to remind all of you is that you know in this house in this on this podcast we stand on this podcast we stand olivia rodrigo um, 100% and we support and love olivia rodrigo and her debut single number 1 hit driver's license two weeks in a row two weeks in a row um, And obviously, a lot has happened since she released that perfect bop. um, Objective, yes. perfect bop. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's definitely going on the perfect,
0: objectively perfect. Yeah, it's song just playlist.
1: I, you know, I, I said this. I like I feel sad for people who aren't enjoying Wandavision just because I'm enjoying it so much, and I also feel sad for people who aren't enjoying this driver's license drama because because it, it is literally like feeding my soul. Um, yes. Anyway, (laughs) as an update, (laughs) yes, as an update, um, I think we had talked about on our last episode that Joshua Bassett, Bassett, whatever his name is, doesn't really matter, was planning to release (laughs) a a song a few about a week after Olivia released Driver's License called "Lie Lie Lie." Now this song came out, and I like to describe it as a Maroon Five like discard. Basically, it's it's nothing special. Um, but also, the other tea about it is that it was written, like, a couple years ago, apparently. So it's not necessarily about this situation. So that came and went. The real, yeah. the big thing about it was that the day that it came out, he was in the hospital having surgery for some reason. And nobody really knows why, but he just randomly posted it on his Instagram story. And I was like, it's all of the TikTok girls setting, you know, curses on him and basically... like Hexing him, hexing him <laughs> for what he did to Olivia Um, but yeah. So then what happened this week, Giselle? (laughs) So then this week, of course, because
0: she could not bear to let a 17 year old have a fucking good song and say that she was pretty. (laughs) Sabrina Carpenter releases, releases skin. Skin. And here's the thing, friends. Skin's not a bad song. No. It's just literally not driver's license, and also like, Sabrina Carpenter, you're 21, mm-hmm. right? 21 years old, you're an adult. Like you're sweetie, you're you're an adult, especially in in Hollywood years, you're an adult.
1: She also has five times the followers on Instagram that Olivia Quite has. Quite literally five times. Mm-hmm.
0: So she releases the song basically like, you're like I got under your skin. The, the thing she was like, I guess that blonde was the only word that rhymed. Which
1: like basically the song's blonde isn't even the, the song... rhyming word in that in that lyric. It doesn't no. rhyme with anything.
0: Basically the song's like sorry you're crying ho, I'm fucking your man, <laughs> deal with it. I'm uh-huh, happy. it's basically what what the tea is here to which like obviously we're on team olivia rodrigo who's of course being flawlessly unbothered by the whole entire thing on instagram which i love her um but i'm just like I think a lot of the discourse on this has been like, I do think this like drama is happening for sure, but like definitely their publicists, as always, because publicists are the most powerful people in Hollywood. Don't forget. Oh no. Um, their publicists are definitely playing and fiddling some strings right now. Like I, like they, it was said that, or the person Sabrina wrote the song with said that they wrote it last Thursday. Yes. Um, or two Thursdays ago. So I'm like, Oh, sweetie and it just sucks like don't release it because you know it's not going to be as big as driver's license and it's embarrassing for you because you as we said have so many more followers than this little girl so you look stupid i'm embarrassed for you sabrina carpenter you're so beautiful you're so cute you have a good voice you are you are living your life you did not need to get involved in this you should have just sat your little blonde booty behind on in your house and not paid attention and just hung out with, ugly. he's not ugly, but like Joshua Bassett, who is not worth all this drama and lived your life and acted in your next, like, teen movie and allowed Olivia Rodrigo to have this moment, and then you have
1: your own moment, sweetie. This just looks bad to me for her. It's really in poor taste, and like, I, I saw a lot of people being like, yeah, she's, they're both, like, trying to ride the coattails of this and trying to, like, add fuel to the fire so that these songs, like, you know, do well um my favorite tiktoker who's that guy who like does the tiktoks about millennial guy who has been yeah i love him he's been invested and he is team olivia as well um and yeah i mean i just don't think she came out look of this looking very good um yeah it's it's very like you can't get under my skin if i don't let you in it's like obviously she's gotten under your skin honey because you had to write a song about it um, if I were Olivia Rodrigo, I would literally be laughing all the
0: way to the bank. Oh, she like, is truly, she forgot. And I would be like, "Oh, your song, your your song's not number one. Mine's Mine's number one again. Because people listen to your song and then they went to go listen to my song that was better. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Sabrina.
1: It's just so thank you, sweetie. It's <laughs> so funny, like. And like I said, it is fueling me. Like I will never stop loving shit like this. I don't care. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm obs- you don't understand. I'm obsessed. Like, I'm obsessed.
0: I can't. I'm also just obsessed with the whole entire High School the Musical, the Musical, the show, the series cast being on Olivia's side, like fully being obsessed with Olivia, always posting my driver's license. I also am team Olivia because I feel like she's nice. Yeah. She's a good person. She's like fighting the good fight.
1: I'm here for it team Olivia. I'm team Olivia too. I hope that I hope that she lives up to our expectations. I mean, I hope she doesn't become one of our uh, our top three yeah. people that we we were playing a game yesterday, everyone, just a sidebar. Um, because all we do is play <laughs> games and ask probing questions of each other in this Ponderosa and um because we know everything about each other at this point like we we were recycling questions of like who would you want to play you in a movie and like who would write the book about your life (laughs) but the one question that came out was like who would be like the one celebrity that if something came out about them like perhaps something as bad as the army hammer stuff or perhaps just you know that they were a dick to someone um that if that came out that you would be just like completely devastated um, and I hope Olivia yeah. Rodrigo doesn't join that list one day. Um.
0: <laughs> I hope so, too. She's young, but we may the force be with her.
1: <laughs> we believe in you, Olivia. You can do it.
0: <laughs> yes. And the thing is, like, just to round out this little segment, like, if we're being honest, like, Sabrina Carpenter is, like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, I she, like, she makes little bops. The thumb song was good. That New York City in the daytime song, why was it called, was good. I'm just, like... Like I, I, feel like really the the tea of all this is like why Joshua Bassett that we're fighting over.
1: Oh, why? I mean, yeah, like the the opening line of Skin is like maybe we could have been friends in another life. It's like why can't you just be friends in this life? Let's girls, be, like let's, let's let's get together and let's decide, you know, that we're too good for it. this white man. Like
0: come on, you know what would you know what would have been even more iconic? What
1: a duet. Oh well, wait. Oh, but that's the thing. There's a duet. Is that There's No, it's oh, yeah. a Sabrina-Joshua duet on his album coming out called, wait for it, We Both Know. So they're just also, really like, leading into this, like, being assholes about it. And Olivia, like you said, is going to keep laughing her way to the bank about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, Joshua is coming out the worst in this situation. I feel like no one's supporting him right now, which, sorry. And he's just Not posting sorry, the
1: same thing. Like, the Literally, same, the like... the Lie,
0: Lie, Lie song came playing the guitar.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Not this Troy Bolton man being problematic.
0: I know! Not even Zac Efron caused this much drama. No, um, because, because, you know what? Vanessa and Ashley ended up being besties!
1: They did. I still don't understand. I didn't think that he... I, I feel like I'm just finding this out recently that there was an actual love triangle there.
0: I think it was, like, Ashley and him had a, like, maybe they, like, hooked up, made out. Yeah. And, like, they were seen, there were pictures of them back in the day, like, seen making out on a beach. yeah. Um, And then it was basically, like, him and Vanessa were dating. And I think Ashley was probably, like, okay. Maybe it wasn't like that. Yeah. They ended up being best friends, and they're, like, still besties. So I love
1: that for them. Ugh, those high school musical kids. And then Casey, (laughs) Casey Stroh or whatever, doing TikTok dances to Driver's License and to Skin. Trying to capitalize on the drama because she's irrelevant. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the final thing.
1: Or number one.
0: Friends, is that we are now, as Megan says, living in Joey
1: Biden's America. I do say that. Every day I wake up, I said, ooh, another day in Joey Biden's America, another run in Joe Biden's America, another glass of wine in Joe Biden's America. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United
0: States. (laughs) I mean, let's, as I said earlier, let's celebrate that. Well, hello. Let's celebrate that. Well, hello. I think like, you know, I, I've had lots of thoughts about this just into obviously, obviously I'm thrilled to be in Joey Biden's America because I did not want to be in Donald Trump's America. Mm Um, and I think, like, as you know, a self-proclaimed freedom fighter, I I never I never want to like you know lean into that we we idolize or like we like politicians whatever. But like I I like I'm kind of happy like oh it was a wholesome like,
1: day for sure. There was a lot of wholesome yeah. stuff going on, um, and I feel like that's been lacking in you know what do we call them the first family and the second family in the past four yeah, years at like, least for me so so it was it was it's very like joey nice.
0: cancel student loan debt like joey let's get these stimmies going like joey let's like really get on the climate change thing yep. joey let's like make sure like wait, wait, let's POCs. let's
1: let's solve the ponderosa let's, let's cancel like, the literally pandemic. let's so, like Let's get these vaccines Let's get these needles in these arms, as Andrew Cuomo likes to say.
0: (laughs) So, like, obviously we're hoeing, hoeing, oops, holding Joey Biden and Kamala Harris accountable. But, like, on the day of the inauguration, I shed some tears. I I mean, it's just, it's just literally insane to be able to look on a television and watch the, you know, leader of the free world, basically, like, denounce things, like, racism to you know acknowledge that the ponderosa exists and is still happening um it's just insane and and you know what i think obviously we all know it's no secret i wanted you know miss warren to win but that's not the case so therefore we we celebrate joey um, but I just th- I just think he's kind of good. I do. I just think, like, obviously he's moderate and, like, there's many progressive ideals that, like, I believe in. But, like, I think he's just good. He's a good old man. I do. I believe it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't watch him kind of, like, holding his grandkids and, like, being so sweet with them. We love Jilly. He's, like, a- I mean, Dr. Jill. There was just so much. There was so much going on on the day. There's so much. The fashion. It, the fashion. All of it. I mean, the memes that came out of it. Like, it was just the kind of, like, Eve. waking up that morning was just so, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I think a bit nerve-wracking because it was just so, like, so much. I was so was the whole time. Um, but... I was like, should we be doing this outside? Probably not. Um, but then
0: I was okay that nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, Oof, thankfully.
1: Um, but, yeah, just from the beginning of the day, it was just kind of, like, so nice to see, like, most people coming together. Even, you know, you, know, you see, like, all of the Republicans and, like, Mike Pence was there and whatever. And it just... It, trying to redeem himself at the final hour? <laughs> yeah. LOL. But it, it was, it was. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we, we talked about this. I think it was probably better that Trump wasn't there. Um, oh, 100%. But yeah, I mean, it was just like from Bernie in his mittens with his little manila folder, sitting there grumpy and now is all over the internet. <laughs> to Ella Mha. To Ella Emhoff. In, in her, new in her coat. coat. To Elizabeth Warren's Planned Parenthood scarf um oh, we to, gaga. to gaga in her with her golden dove atop her i guess like resting on her boobs i don't I know mean, that's i think that's one of lady gaga's proudest moments oh for sure. i mean she was so happy to be there and i mean it was iconic like i like the gays truly won the day like in that moment 100 percent. gaga singing the national anthem emerging on the arm of this, like, soldier, like, waltzing down the steps. Obsessed. You know, have a wonderful inauguration day. Have a wonderful inauguration day, and then just like hard eyes at Michelle Obama. Like truly, it was it was just and a like going to, to every remember. single person, like
0: holding Barack Obama and not letting him leave. Oh. Like having a real conversation, like making her rounds to every politician that she Loved loves. It. Like I was just like so happy, and
1: then and like J Lo, J Lo, doing her thing, singing. Let's get loud. loud.
0: Like, truly, the fact that that will forever be in American
1: history. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing. A-Rod. A-Rod, there with the phone. Yeah. I wanted always. to see a photo of him. Yeah, and I mean like all the Biden granddaughters in their monochrome outfits. Iconic. Um Michelle Obama. Naomi does
0: still follow me on Instagram if anyone cares. Yes.
1: Um yeah, and I mean A-Rod. just the yeah, the coming together of everyone. It just it it was really, you know, it felt it felt very much like a celebration. Um Miss Perry. Miss Perry rocked it. Killed it! She did great. I mean, we watched it again last night, and I, I really, really have to say, like, vocally, iconic. Um, also, The best she sounded in a long yeah, time. Yeah, and also, like, Orlando being there and, like, being so supportive, like, actually made me, my heart smile. Um, the fireworks display, Demi singing. Yeah, it was good. Singing <laughs> with the frontline workers.
0: Demi also
1: sounding good. I mean,
0: okay. Not looking great. I'm, I'm asking, great,
1: <laughs> as I'm asking the
0: people. I'm asking the people because everyone, it's no secret, I love Miss Lovato. I do, I care about her deeply. The, the pink hair and the oversized blazer and pants, I just want a stylist to fit her beautiful curves and her beautiful body. It's not even the hair actually, I, the cut, I don't mind. I just kind of hate the pink. Um, I'm like, I just want I just want someone to dress Demi Lovato the way Demi Lovato deserves to be dressed. And maybe Demi Lovato doesn't want to wear hip-hugging things. That's okay. But there is a way to dress someone in beautiful clothing that doesn't look like she's being swallowed in it. Sorry. Everyone, please let me know your thoughts if you care about Demi Lovato and also feel the same way about her stylist over the last couple of years. I just feel like maybe she's had the same stylist since her Disney days. I don't know.
1: And they just don't know how to dress her. Oh, it's no, upsetting. It's I love her dearly. I mean, of course... No event would be the same without John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Um, I've Ugh, officially I, I officially muted her on Twitter because even though I unfollowed her, I still get her tweets when people like them. And she is just like, I'm so sorry. Like, the, one of the most insufferable insuff, people um, on the internet. Uh, John the Legend, obviously, like sounding great as always. He always sounds great. He's very talented. A clown. Um, Carrie Washington. Love her a clown.
0: <laughs> Tony Goldwyn love. also love him a clown. Like hosted by Tom, but they wouldn't Hanks. miss it.
1: Like what wouldn't is- miss it. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't miss it. Um. Honestly, I. We always say
0: Carrie Washington is Carrie Washington is a patriot. Oh, yeah. Like she fully wants to believe that like America can be great. Like not in that weird way, yeah. but like you- she she believes that America can like redeem itself. I'm kind of skeptical, but like Carrie, you go do your thing, girl.
1: And then, like, I, I actually thought, and like, this is something we didn't really talk about, but I actually thought Justin Timberlake was, and, um, oh, who, he was did great. He performed with, I can't remember.
0: Oh, I forget. Some black men, but, but he was but great. But they were
1: both wonderful. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was nice. It was nice to just have, yeah, like, it was just to
0: have celebrities we actually
1: <laughs> know perform and, like, we like. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's another great day in Joey Biden's America. I hope that, you know, In the next, you know, the hundred days that they always say that we get some things going. Yeah.
1: Um, I hope we all get vaccines soon.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean. I hope hope
1: good things. I do think, like, regardless of who it is and, you know, whatever you think of her, I think getting to watch Kamala Harris get sworn in was really fucking cool at the end of uh, the day.
0: 100%. Like... Aside from all the feelings that people may feel about her, her past, what she's done, like, it's so fucking monumental. And also, like, I think she's going to do a great job. Like, given what the circumstances that we're in, I just, like, do believe that it's going to be great. And, like, I'm holding her accountable, of course. But, like, it's fucking cool to see someone that, like, looks like you be in the fucking Oval Office. It's fucking cool. A woman, a woman of color, a black woman, like of Asian descent like it's fucking cool it is so I mean yeah like all in all Joey's inauguration was a day to be celebrated a breath of fresh air as Meg said earlier we continue to keep our foot on the gas maybe even more now because I think a lot of people will get complacent now living in Joey Biden's America but but I feel as though just seeing everyone post and everyone's excitement and just like celebrations and it was just refreshing it was just nice Also, I did I did some unfollowing that day. Did you really? I did. I thought I got everyone, but then I was seeing I was seeing some some rogue some rogue trumpies and I was like Bye. No time on my feet. Unfollow me ho. I don't care.
1: Yes. And and of course I think the Bernie meme is finally dying down. I, think I know it, it was so funny fun. in the beginning there was that there was that one another like a counter meme kind of going around that was like just that stock photo of like grass and sky and it was like this is a checkpoint no Bernie Sanders and mittens have been yes. edited into this photo um, there were a few that were really really good that I loved but but as um, as I think Vera was the first of the three of us to get really fed up of it. said it was to like, be like okay enough I don't want to see it anymore We get it. Yeah, I did that
0: poll, and it was like, which meme is superior, The Fly or Bernie, if people cared to know the results? I do. Um, 242 people voted for Bernie. 26 voted for The Fly. (laughs)
1: Oh, no, not The Fly having its 15 minutes of fame and it being over.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, Uh, I mean, what a a way to sum up the inauguration. Totally.
1: Um, All right, and just before we wrap it up, we Oop. have a go-girl, girl, give us nothing. I mean, I have a go-girl, girl, give us nothing. Yeah, I, it's I really
0: see. Megs, but I feel you on this, it's um, sad. So,
1: I don't know if people are in, into the monster-verse, which is what they call it. Um, there was <laughs> Godzilla, which came out in, like, 2012. Starring Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor-Johnson, by the way, as a married couple. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Um, then there was King Kong Skull Island, which was starring of Tom course. Hiddleston and Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. Like, I'm just going to mention everyone from the MCU that's in these movies.
0: Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson do so much together. Yeah, they're
1: besties. I love then that. Then there was Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was Millie Bobby Brown's first one. And there's a new one coming out. That's Godzilla versus Kong, which is what they've been building towards for the past couple of years um of course of course starring lots of famous people alexander skarsgard um millie bobby brown again rebecca hall charles dance um can't really think of anyone else except for brian tyree henry (laughs) (laughs) which like if anyone knows me they know that i've been really starved for brian tyree henry content in the past
0: year he's really letting you down with his instagram presence so
1: yesterday on sunday january 24th Mm -hmm. which was my half half birthday actually
0: he knew he knew
1: they dropped the godzilla versus kong trailer and they announced this that they were doing this on friday and i was so excited i was like oh my gosh like he's billed like fourth i was like he has to be in it you know like he has to be important um so i put on the trailer i'm on the subway i'm like oh my gosh like the trailer is out and I'm watching it and I'm watching it and I'm watching it. And then um, he's in it for three seconds, like literally like, three seconds.
0: And I'm actually keeping Meg honest because she showed it to me and it
1: really like quite actually three seconds. maybe. It may be like 2.2 seconds. It I'm may not be generous.
0: There's
1: something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. It's, it's so disrespectful and it is so... It's, it's, so disrespectful, it is just. It's rude. So we're just hoping beyond hope that when it comes out on HBO Max in March, that he's in it more than the trailer suggests. Um, yeah. Honestly, Meg, like, I I don't know if it
0: exists. Maybe you should create it. But like, you really need to get into the Brian Terry Henry fan club. Like, you could really be the president. Girl. I am
1: literally his number one fan. Like, I don't no, know.
0: Like, no, I. But like, but like, actually, there's like no joke about no, that. No, like, like, quite I don't literally. Think it's a joke but the all. thing is. You are you are maybe three, four, two, three degrees of separation from him because Kumail follows you on Instagram. Who is his co-star? In the Eternals and their besties. Sorry, I mean he follows you on Twitter. Yeah, and it's his co-star. So like you can make things happen there.
1: Hello, I'm waiting. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. <laughs> um. Kumail, if you're listening, let's get it going, <laughs> Hi, honey. Kumail. <laughs> i try to be so gentle with the Kamel follow so that he doesn't unfollow me when i do stupid shit like live that's tweet, how i feel about
0: naomi biden like
1: live tweet the twilight movies or just tweet the likes of the hunger game movies um i'm I a great it. twitter follow by the way
0: you are <laughs> no, I'm not. i've said that how many times on this podcast like get in it get into the gig everyone
1: oh good lord anyway That's that's all I have to say about that. Go girl, give us nothing. I will be supporting whichever monster Brian Terry Henry's character supports. Yes, I love that. (laughs)
0: Um, And there you have it. As we always say, that is all she wrote. First episode back after a week off. Um, So good to be back. It just feels right.
1: It really does. I mean, it was. We really truly were like we wrote in our caption on our hiking video that we posted for all of you, yes, rather than an I episode, edited flawlessly. Um, was that we were both really tired. And that was the truth. We were really, really tired. And we just would yeah. not have been able to bring you this level. The joy and energy. This level of energy that, that we're bringing you tonight. Um, Gisela, I'm about to send you something that's going to make you so happy. New Pedro Pascal oh photo shoot he's looking hot <laughs> and that's the way to end it everyone I
0: mean hey we'll post those on our Instagram we will. <laughs> and if you got all the way here which you should you'll know
1: <laughs> iconic iconacity of <laughs> the iconacity of Pedro Pascal making an yes. appearance at the end of the episode
0: who's also friends like.
1: with Brian <laughs> exactly it's iconic
0: yeah. don't forget to like comment all of the above be nice to us, please.
1: Yes. Um, tell your friends. <laughs> tell your family. Yes. Tell
0: your followers. I love, <laughs> I love all of you, but more importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.